You're listening to the Bible teachings of Reality Church Stockton. For more info, please visit our website at realitystockton.com. By way of reminder, our mission and vision as a church is to glorify God by making disciples of all people. Really, what gets us up in the morning, the reason that we exist, the reason that we're here, the reason that we are pressing through difficult seasons like this is that we desire to see men, women, and children come into a life-transforming relationship with God through the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what we're about. And an extremely important part of that mission is Jesus' call to all believers to be baptized, where those who have repented of their sin and believed upon Jesus for salvation are plunged into the waters that symbolize death and then are raised up out of the waters as a beautiful picture to the world of the resurrection life through Jesus Christ. And this is the way that we express to the watching world, our friends, our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, those who are watching, that we have been united with Jesus Christ in both his death and his resurrection, that we truly are new creations through faith in Jesus Christ. The old me, defined by sin and brokenness, has been buried, and there lies in the grave, and the new me, identified by righteousness and life, has emerged. The waters of death are transfigured into waters of grace and life. And today we are dedicating our entire service to celebrating that good news that has been extended to all people. In the book of Acts, we see an extremely compelling account of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. It's found in Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 26. An angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place, i.e. somewhere no one wants to go. And he rose and he went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join his chariot, this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet, and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So the passage uh, of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. Like a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth. And beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? 
and he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he was baptized. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, briefly, just a few things to note about this passage. The first is this, that the Lord commands Philip to go, and he rises, and he goes. In fact, he runs to him. Now, I'm picturing myself being the eunuch and just seeing this individual running towards me with such fierceness and obedience. Now, the interesting thing is throughout the scriptures and throughout Christian history, it's clear that God always involves people in his mission to save. The angel of the Lord could have gone himself and probably would have preached a better message. The Lord himself could have appeared to the eunuch in a dream, but that's not how God chooses to save. He sends his people equipped with the saving message of Jesus Christ. Let me make it more specific. He sends you and me with the life-transforming message of Jesus. The second thing we see here is that Philip sat with him and explained the scriptures. This wasn't him dropping a track at his door and then leaving and just say, okay, like read that sometime later. It wasn't those like fake $20 bills, like, oh, $20. Oh, it's just like a message of Jesus, so disappointed. It's not the like one minute elevator pitch or at the gas station where you're like, all right, I got one minute. Let me ask you a very quick question. If you die today, where are you going? Okay, go. No, he took time to sit with him. It was highly relational. And we, as a people, believe that the most faithful way to share the message of Jesus is by being willing to share ourselves, our time, our care, our lives. The third thing we see is that also, verse 35, that Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus Christ Philip takes the timeless word of God and applies it to this man's life. Beginning with this passage, he shows him how it points to the message of Jesus Christ, that Christ came into the world to save us from sin, to die the death that we deserve, and to rise from the grave so that we could receive new life and eternity in him. He speaks the message. Here's the truth. It's not the message of our lives. It's not our example. It's not our relationship. It's not our time. It's not our care that saves people. It is the timeless message of Jesus Christ. Preach the gospel, and because it is necessary, use words. Fourth and finally, notice the urgency. I love it. I think Dr. Luke here, who's recording this, is going to to lengths here to to see the urgency. He, He tells him, go, and he runs to him. He's saved, and he's baptized immediately. I love how the eunuch asks this question, what would stop me from being baptized right here, right now? And the answer clearly is nothing. What was required? Repentance and faith and so they stop everything they stop the show and he's baptized now I've talked to a lot of people that come up with a number of reasons why they shouldn't be baptized I don't feel worthy or I've got these areas of sin in my life or I don't know if I know enough about Christianity or I I'm not really sure if I'm saved I got these moments of doubt in my life or I I don't know if I've been a Christian 
long enough. I've even heard the excuse, I'm not even, I'm not sure about the temperature of the water. I need it to be like a tepid 80 degrees. That's not how baptism works. If baptism was based on us being ready, it would never happen because we're never quite ready. Baptism isn't based on our circumstances. Baptism isn't based on our preparedness. Baptism isn't based on our worthiness. Baptism is based on God's saving grace. See, Philip goes into the water with the man and he baptizes him. And what this represents is that this isn't something that we do to ourselves. It's not about what we do for God. Christianity is about what God has done for us in his son, Jesus Christ. We don't offer to God our baptism. God offers baptism to us to be received by faith. Because remember, our baptism is a symbol of our salvation. And what it communicates to the world is that I am a helpless sinner that is simply yielding to the rescue and strength of another. Yes, I take the plunge, but I am not alone. I'm being held. I'm being carried. I am being lifted up. And so in the spirit of this urgency, we are pleased to celebrate with two brothers who are heeding these words of Jesus to be baptized. Now, to be honest, we discussed in this season, should we carry on with our previously planned baptism or should we wait until, you know, things are a little bit back to normal and that sort of thing? And and we were all in agreement. Let's go for it. No better time than now. And so I would love to introduce to you two brothers who are obediently following Jesus's words to be baptized, Sean and Cameron. I'd like to call you to the stage right now to give your testimonies. Sean, and I've been to reality just a handful of times. Um, I had something prepared to share with you, but I thought it would be better if I spoke from the heart. Um, When I came to reality, I was in a period of deconstruction because I was raised in a a very insular religion and community that... um, claimed to have truth and if I could just share a, a scripture with you in John uh, 14:6, Jesus says I am the way and the truth and the life and that's something that I believe it's something that I uh, share with my children and what made me upset and put me in that period of deconstruction is that I've realized that my previous religion was keeping truth from people. And it was, it was heartbreaking to realize that, but in 1 Corinthians 3, sorry, I'm shaking like a leaf, I'm very nervous. <laughs> uh, it talks about the foundation that's laid and the foundation is Jesus Christ 
and you're building materials on that foundation, they might be burned up when the fire of persecution or testing comes, but we all have the opportunity to build with fire-resistant materials. So yes, I deconstructed my previous faith, but my foundation in Jesus was always there, and I'm happy to be here to start building. And lastly, I'll move it on, I'm sorry. In John 10, uh, there's a bunch of scriptures here in John 10, and I'll just kind of blaze through them. In verses three uh, through five, Jesus says that the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when I prayed, I got a very specific answer. And that's what verse three is talking about. Jesus knows you by name individually and speaks to you individually. And the prayer was answered very specifically. And Jesus calls himself the good shepherd 11 through 15 um, he continues to call himself the good shepherd and he says I know my own and my own know me so when I came to reality I was in my car tearfully praying <laughs> that God answer my prayer and that I see truth um, and I did I, I came in and it, it was an instantaneous feeling uh, where I knew that my prayer was answered. I felt the call from Jesus. I listened to his voice. And just like the Ethiopian eunuch, why should there be any delay in baptism? Even though I was previously baptized, I was baptized into a religion that isolated and kept truth to itself. And now I feel like I can build and start spreading truth to other people. And I appreciate you allowing me to join the congregation. Alrighty. Um, I was uh, very fortunate to be born into a Christian household, and uh, my parents were Christians, and I was, uh, you know, very, it very much felt like I was put in a very good situation, and I ended up losing my dad when I was five years old to cancer, and, you know, it, what stuck to me was praying to God and, and asking Him, and we ask God for a lot of things, and sometimes we feel what we deserve, we feel like we know what's better, and that ended up transforming into a lifestyle of just choosing what I thought was better and going after things that I thought the world had to offer. I just always had one foot in, one foot out, and it just felt like, you know, I couldn't fully trust God. I was just so angry. I carried past traumas and betrayals and convictions and even just shame. Just shame to tell God I was wrong. I was so wrong. I just, I denied you and I, I sought to the world to find what was better and I was just, I hated. I cried, I was ashamed, I was lustful, I was just so in search of something that just kept coming out of my grasp and it didn't make any sense and it just felt exhausting and tiring and I just, I just kept going, God, why? Why do I feel this way? And, and he just said, you're coming back to me, let go of all of that, let go of all of that, just love me. Show, me, show me your commitment, show me your love. And I was always just so scared, and I just felt I couldn't go back to that. I felt I was beyond. I, I, I limited God when really I was the limited one. And that became so apparent to me, and just coming back to my faith. And 
the people that I was always so resentful for who were just trying to help and, and to make me into the man that they knew I could be. And the man of God who just wanted to be loved and to feel saved and to know that there's so much, something so much higher, so much greater than anything in this world, any, any people, any, any you know, relationship, anything that this world has, it's just, it's nothing in comparison to what God has done for me and what he's always shown is there. And to just let my heart out to him and fully embrace him and, and walk forward with him and know that I can walk away a million times, but he'll still be there. He'll never turn his face away. And uh, Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. And I just want to be able to do that every single day and walk this life with God. I know that it's not meant to be easy. It's not meant to be about what we want. It's what God has planned for us. And when we put our faith and our hope in him, he just has an abundance of love and mercy and joy for us. And um, here I stand today just ready to, to walk that lifestyle 100%. Amen. Brothers and sisters who are watching online, we want to extend the invitation to be able to stand with these brothers today and proclaim before the world that you've been united with Christ in his death and his resurrection. If you have believed upon Christ and you've not been baptized, we would urge you with the same urgency that's popping off the pages here uh, to get signed up. Go to our website, realitystockton.com baptism or text in to 209-981-8099 or I don't know, find us somehow with that sense of urgency so we can celebrate with you as well. At this time, uh, Israel, if we're able to pull up the Apostles' Creed, um, historically, this almost 2,000-year-old creed was read as God's people gathered, and particularly as they gathered to be baptized. This was the pr uh, pronouncement of, of faith. And so what we're going to do together, especially Cameron and Sean, is we're going to recite this together. Are you guys in a position where you can see it? Okay. <laughs> All right, let's... And all of our uh, leaders and family that are here today, let's recite. I believe, I believe in God, God the Father, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What a faith that we've been called into. Amen. Well, I'd like to call forward our leaders who are going to be joining in the tub. And uh, in no particular order, go and get baptized.